Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello, everybody. Hello, it's Bridget McGowan. Welcome to this episode of Own the Microphone. I have with me in the studio today the one, the only, the greatest, Kyla Gibhand. And I won't bore you with how we met or anything like that, but as you listen to our conversation, you will know we've known each other for some time, and we met each other through, yeah, presentations. We met each other through a conference and uh, so many other details involved there. Kyla, hello and welcome. Hello, Bridget, and thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I can't even tell you I have been anticipating this, waiting on this, and just, I'm really excited. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, I was over the moon when I saw your name on my calendar. I've been waiting four months to see your name (laughs) on my calendar for this, so yay. First question for you, Kyla, what do you speak on? Mm -hmm. What's your topic? What's your jam? Yeah. Yeah, my jam. My jam is about creative awakening, spiritual awakening, creative empowerment, uh, anything that is going to help people tap into and transform their lives, help them live more authentically and to live with more intention uh, and to trust their intuition. Those are the things that I love talking about. And I can talk about that pretty much with anyone from the person in line with me at the grocery store to an audience of thousands. Uh, So those are the things that are my most uh, loved things to talk about. So those topics I'm going to assume are topics where you can right now switch over into presentation mode, no preparation whatsoever, which ladies and gentlemen, I do not advise, but no preparation, preparation whatsoever and just do a presentation, right? You could just, just wake up. And if someone said, Hey, we've got a 60 minute slot. We need to feel Mm-hmm. How did how did that happen? How does that happen? Because you have some people where they would just be mortified. They'd rather go get a root canal than say, <laughs> hey, yo, we've got 60 minutes to fill and you're going to present for us. How did that happen for you where you can just get up and do that? Yeah, I have to say it's definitely a combination of lived experience and learned experience. It is definitely all the things that I pursued as degrees in college and certifications in my profession as a teacher. And it is that combined with living those things, right? So learning how to teach a particular thing and then actually living that thing. So I I would definitely say it's just, it is, I walk that talk, right? So I am someone who has had her own creative and spiritual awakening. I am someone who constantly works to deepen that right? So that I feel more creatively empowered and spiritually empowered. And so the work that I do comes from my lived and my learned experiences, for sure. Would you say that is one of the best tools or one of the best approaches for someone who is saying, you know, I'm so scared, I'm so frightened by public speaking. Mm -hmm. But if they if they tap into and pull from lived experiences from Mm -hmm education, whatever. Is that one of the best ways to approach professional speaking or or not professional speaking, but public speaking? Where do you get your content from? Talk to us about that. 
Yeah. So I'm going to, I want to speak to that sort of like, is that the best way? I, I will say this uh, in, in response to that. I enjoy presentations and speakers who I can tell they're giving me both a lived and a learned experience. I, I am just like they capture my attention they hold it because they're giving me stories from their lives of how this thing has worked for them or transformed them or if they're if they are because to me speaking and teaching just go hand in hand and maybe it's because I have a history as a teacher you know 20 plus 25 year plus career as a teacher and so I don't know really how to divorce the two but the most memorable presentations I have attended yours included Bridget um, are the ones where I feel like I am simultaneously learning the content and learning about the person that, that is giving it to me. And I'm getting to see how they have used it in their lives. So to answer that, yes, that is, that is what uh, I think makes a really great presentation because those are the ones that just make me go, okay, wait, it was already an hour. We're done. Wait a minute. What? I want more. So definitely a lesson for the listeners is going to be, don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't be afraid to share some part of yourself in a presentation. And I, I'm almost sounding like a hypocrite because I'm not too quick to share much about myself in a presentation. However, you get me on the side of the presentation. You can ask me any question in the book and I'll answer the question. But when I'm on the microphone, I'm not too quick to do that. However, in recent years, I've changed that because of an experience I had at a conference in May of 2019 in Washington, D.C. Uh, and yes, Kyla, I do remember what I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah, I've got this crazy thing with remembering the day, the time, what I was wearing, and so on and so forth. But it was a maroon Vince Camuto dress, but I digress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember that was one of the first times I ever shared something personal. And the connect, it, it wasn't planned. Mm -hmm. It was not planned. There was a question that came up. And then something hit me and I shared a personal story that happened in May of 2018 in San Diego at the convention mm -hmm. center there. Mm -hmm. And yes, I remember what I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a White House black market dress. See, see uh, I love that about but, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the first Sunday in May of 2018. And Barack Obama was also presenting at that conference. But I remember sharing that personal experience in May of 2019 and the energy in the room, Kyla, just shifted mm -hmm. all of a sudden. And there's five, 600 people in the room. All of a sudden, it felt like we were 500, 600 best friends. And mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it wasn't planned. It, it, mm -hmm. it just happened. So those spontaneous moments, when you feel that nudge in your gut, that flutter in your heart, that, that mm, tingle in your chest that says, you know what, just, just give it to them. Just yeah go on and give into that. And you know me, Bridget, I am a very private person. I don't actually want like people to know that my deepest, darkest things, I don't actually want people to, you know what I mean? Like I am, I'm a pretty private person on the scale of privacy. I am way over there to like, she does not tell people anything, right? We're, 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 you and I are sitting next to each other on that mm -hmm. spectrum. Mm -hmm. We're, we're I, sitting in each other's laps. <laughs> yes. because And here's how I make a distinction. The moment my lived experience be, can become a teachable moment for somebody else. Yeah. It no longer feels like something I need to keep private. 
right? Yes. Right. And there's the, there's a distinction to be made there. And, and I just, I, what you just said is like, you just felt it a tingle and you will know when it's okay to let that, that whatever that piece of information is, you'll know when it's time to let it out. But I'm going to tell you, I, I'm a pretty private person. Like even after the presentation, if someone wants to come up and wants to get like my email address, I have to think about it for a second. Like, Hmm, do I? Right. And I, and I know I do, but I, but I stop myself because I am, I'm super private. Like I don't, if you look on my Instagram feed, you're not going to see a lot of pictures of like behind the scenes in my house and, and pictures of my family. And I mean, I put my husband on there maybe once or twice a year, you know, on our anniversary and then maybe his birthday. Right. But I, but it's rare for you to see my life as I am living it, but the things that I've already done and the things that I feel helped me become who I am, those things feel easier to share. So I, I want to make that distinction because I know I'm, you and I are not the only people who feel private in our lives, right? And so I imagine other people are going, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to share my life because I'm private and I don't want people to know. And so I wanted to just make that distinction between the life you are currently living and the life you have lived. Like I'm private with my current life. Like you don't, you know, but what I did five years ago, it's done. That has happened, right? And so right. I, I feel less hesitant to share that stuff especially if I think it's going to help somebody change their lives you know and 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 that's the differentiator everybody we're not saying make your life an open book we're not saying in your presentation get ready to just spill everything just put everything (laughs) out there I love that Kyla just made it very very clear if you have a personal lived experience that you know is going to help someone learn then and 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 if you if it feels right too okay both of those a criteria must be met. It's going to help learn, but then it also feels right for you. Then let her rip. Listen, everybody. Uh, Kyla is a total rock star. She's a published poet. She's a book binder, a teacher, as you've already heard. And she's a workshop leader. She's a fountain pen collector (laughs) and a lifelong learner. She believes in surrounding herself with ordinary humans who live extraordinary lives, gathering with people who allow her to laugh and love uncontrollably and living a life intent on cultivating happiness. Kyla holds count them one, two, three, four, five, six academic degrees in various subjects from various universities. And her day-to-day life empowers women to live more intuitively and intentionally. She guides women who want to liberate their creativity, explore deep inner work, experience radical transformation and create a life filled with passion and purpose. And in her professional speaking life, Kyla has delivered more than 500 talks, speeches, presentations, trainings to thousands of people all around the globe. Her signature talks include, here's the first one, Passion and Purpose, The Soulful Woman's Guide to Powerful Transformation, Here's the second one, strategize and thrive, 12 ways to live a life radically intent on cultivating happiness. And number three, meet your muse, the power of intuition and intention. I'll talk more about Kyla and her accomplishments and just who she is and the rock star that I know her to be. But just to give you a little bit of context here as to how amazing she is. But now I'm about to flip the coin and go into a not so amazing realm of the presenter life. And I want you to tell us a time, Kyla, when you had a hiccup with a presentation where it just kind of, you were just kind of like, what, 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 what just happened? And what, what happened? Okay. And then how did you, how did you recover or fix it or pivot? Mm -hmm. 
I can't believe you're asking me for just one. I have so many. Um, I think the one that is probably the most memorable is when I was told I was giving a presentation to 30 people and I got there and there were 300 people. I actually so you, remember that, Kyla. I, yes, I, I, yes. I, I remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure you do. Uh I was not prepared with the right number of handouts. I didn't have, I I had a whole other vision of the room and how I would move through the room. And I literally walked into a room and all of these people, well, first of all, I walked into a room and there were just tons of chairs. And I thought to myself, why do they have so many chairs in here? Right, because you know, know, most presenters who do this for a living know to get there early, to feel the room, to see the energy, to, to be in there. And I just, I kind of brushed it off a little bit and I thought, okay, well, maybe they're going to cordon off this section. Like they're just going to pull the, you know, how you can divide the room. And I, I didn't think much of it. And I was like, okay, this is, this is fine. It'll be fine. Cause I see, you know, there's, mm-hmm. so then uh, the woman comes in, who's my contact. And she says, um, so we're going to, people are about to have their break and they're going to be coming in here. And I was the keynote. Okay. By the way, but I didn't know I was the keynote. I thought I was just another session. <laughs> so that was the other piece is I was the keynote and I didn't realize I was the keynote. So long story short, uh, these 300 people file in and I'm by the time I see person number, I don't know, 40 come into the room, <laughs> I start to panic and person number 70 and then person 100 and, and, and I'm just like, so I go to her off to the side and I said, can I talk to you outside for a second, quick second? We come out and I say, is this the lunch? Is, are people coming in for lunch now? And then, and she says, no, this is, this is your keynote. And I'm pretty sure my entire jaw hit the ground. And she was like, what? I said, huh, excuse me, what now? And so it was a, it was a moment of a true, a true testimony to what it means to be prepared, what it means to have practiced and rehearsed and to know your content well enough that it doesn't matter if it's three people, 30 people, 300 or 3000, that you can still stand in front of this room and deliver. Um, And I wouldn't, I don't think I would say that. And I definitely didn't say it in the moment, but I would not say that uh, in most situations because it feels a little bit like bragging to say, I know what I'm doing. And I know my content and I felt confident in my content and in my ability as a speaker to stand up and to, to deliver uh, this, this content, which by the way, was supposed to be an interactive 30 people getting into groups and do <laughs> right? So I had to pivot many, many things in that presentation. But what I didn't have to change is who I am as a speaker, how I show up authentically and my content, the, the knowledge of my content, right? And so I think, that's what's one of the things that's so important is that if we know, and I mean really know our content, it doesn't matter what things get thrown at us. I mean, I've had all kinds of technology glitches and getting into places where they told me there would be a projector and there was no projector. And I was like, okay, so are people gonna, is everybody gonna gather around and look at my laptop? What is the plan here, right? And right, so I, I think when, when all of the other when the pieces that are most important, your content and who you are and how you show up, when those pieces are in place and in order and unshakable, 
the rest of it, the rest of it is just, it's just you pivoting and figuring out, uh, you know, I had to just, I had to make it fun. I had to go, okay, I'm just gonna smile, get in here and, and, and deliver this presentation. I'm going to walk around this room as if I own this room. I am going to teach these people what I know. I am going to share from my heart. I am going to say, I only have 30 handouts. Please share with your neighbor. I am going to, right. I'm just going to use it to my advantage. So Yep. <laughs> One hand per table, 10 folks gather around it. <laughs> Something you said, it, it, it just made me feel 10 feet taller. And you said, you, you said, I'm going to walk around like I own this room. Everybody, I talk about own the microphone, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But mm -mm, it goes further than yeah. that. And I want you to think like when you're in a room, I want you to pretend it is an extension of your home. I mm. want you to pretend that you know this space. It is, it, it belongs to you. That's partially why it's so important that you visit where you're going to present before <laughs> presentation time a minimum of two hours before you're due to present if you can go the day before that's even better and here's why mm -hmm. think about when you travel I know once upon a time when you travel <laughs> and <laughs> when you travel and you uh, check into your hotel, you go to your hotel room and the minute you get in there, it's like, okay, you know, there's a light switch, there's a bathroom, there's a closet. Okay. There's the main bedroom area. Uh, where's the remote. Okay. Mm -hmm. you're, you're filling out everything. Okay. But then if you're staying two, three, four days, the second, third, or fourth day that you go into your room or the second, third, or fourth time you go into this hotel room, it's not strange to you that second trip in there, that third trip in there. You know where everything is. You feel at home. You feel comfortable. You kick your feet up. You feel like this is your home away from home. The same thing goes for the presentation room. That's why I, I, I want you to start going at least two hours before. And think yeah. about where am I going to stand when I do this, when I say this, when I, mm -hmm. when I ask for this. Look at where everybody's going to be seated. And so when you go two hours later or the next day to make your presentation, that, that helps with the nerves and the jitters. You, you know, you're already nervous anyway. Every speaker who's going to be honest with you, especially the really good ones, mm -hmm. they'll tell you they're nervous before presentation because oh, they want yeah. to make sure they do a good job. This takes a layer of nervousness off of you because now you know where everything's set up. You know where the tech is set up. And as a matter of fact, make sure that you show up at least about 30 minutes before the presentation to make sure there is a projector and that it does work <laughs> and that it's communicating with your laptop or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. Mm -hmm. Make sure you do that. So when it is showtime, stuff that should not get in the way of a great performance doesn't get in the way of a great performance. Right. Okay. Right. Now, I have to, I have to say this tiny little thing because this yeah. is, this is a little bit of a, uh, I mean, it's personal to me, but I, but I think it's, I think I can make it universal for people as well. And I also think it's really important for people because in that example, the 30 becoming 300, the interactive thing becoming a keynote, um, there's always the thing we've read, the lesson, the class we took, the thing that we can go, okay, wait, what would XYZ do? And for me, that was definitely, okay, what would Bridget do? What would Bridget do in this moment, right? Because at that point in my speaking career, I had already met you. I had already seen you yeah, present. I had already awesome. been in your energy. And I think I also took a little bit of comfort in the fact that I have your 
I could have texted you and just been like, Bridget. And I think I might've even texted you and been like, uh, this is 300 people, um, right? But that, that's how I remember it. I think yeah. you did text me. I distinctly yeah. remember it. Yeah. I remember it. <laughs> and, and so I know everybody, the listeners, I know y'all don't have Bridget's phone number to text her. But I think if you are listening to this podcast, if you've read her books, if you have, right? If you've read Real Talk and On the Microphone, like if you have read the things that, and, and you've taken her classes, you have her in your head. Right. And you can just pause and go, okay, let me take a deep breath. What would Bridget do in this moment? Right. And that, and I will say that that was a moment for me and it, and it only took me a split second to just go, okay, what would Bridget do? And that, and I did, I remember just thinking, first of all, she would laugh at this. She would be like, this is going to be a funny story for later. And then she would simply own it. And, and I think it was easy for me to just make the shift because of that. Right. So I'm saying all of that to just say, Remember your teachers, remember your mentors, remember the things that, that you've been taught. Those things help you when, when you feel like you're drowning. <laughs> that is a rock starish moment, not because of you mentioning me, but I want everybody to think of somebody who you think is an amazing presenter or somebody who's just cool under pressure, mm-hmm. you know, it, and whenever you find yourself in a situation like Kyla find, found herself, do the same thing Kyla did. Ask yourself, what would fill in the blank, that cool, calm, rock starish person, what would X, Y, D, Z do? And then channel that person. Great advice, Kyla. Great advice. Time for the lightning round. I'm going to give you two or three options. No right or wrong answers. You tell me which one you would choose. Bottled water or tap water? Bottled do you prefer to make presentations in the morning afternoon or evening afternoon do you prefer to give keynotes or workshops workshops do you prefer prefer to eat before your presentation or after your presentation both (laughs) (laughs) you do you prefer do you prefer a large audience or a more intimate gathering? Oh, that was so hard. Uh, oh, it depends on the topic. I think I have to say intimate. All right. Last one. Do you prefer online or in-person presentations? Oh my gosh. Prior to 2020, <laughs> that answer would have been very different. Uh, I'm just going to say online. Online. Because I, yeah, online. I know you love online summits, right? Talk to me about that. What's up with that? That's your favorite kind of presentation. It is. And I've probably done 26 to 30 of them at this point over the last seven or eight years. And the reason I love them is because they give a presenter the opportunity to be exposed to communities and followers and fans of people that you may or may not be in the same industry with. It opens up your global audience. It opens up, right? Because you can be online and it means people don't have to travel to you. So people literally can just show up in their pajamas and not have their cameras on and still engage. It makes it more accessible. And I think what I love about it, whether whether they're doing the uh, interviews live or they've pre-recorded them and are sharing with the audience that way, what it does is it creates this beautiful energetic container where everyone is talking about the same thing 
there are no more. Well, I missed that breakout. I missed that one. Did you go to that one? You get, you can go, you can watch all the presenters and you can watch them over and over again. And if so, if someone said something that you were just like, oh my God, I was so busy writing down notes. I missed the other thing she said, you can go back and listen to it. Like there's, there's just so many beautiful things about it. And from a, from a, the perspective of a presenter, it allows me to just show up as my most authentic self. It is in the moment conversation with an audience, or even if it's just with the person I'm speaking with, like right now I'm talking just to you, Bridget, and this will then be streamed out to, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, right? Even in that, I can still feel the energy of of the people who are eventually going to hear this. And so there's just a beautiful energetic container that gets opened on an online summit or any sort of virtual um, panel or, or conference. Uh, and so I, I just find them extraordinarily accessible, easy to do as a presenter. You don't have to lug a whole suitcase of things with you. You don't have to set up anything. You don't like it. It breaks down a lot of the logistical barriers. You show up on your internet connection and and you share what you know and love so yeah one of the things kyla really loves is writing period i mean she is so creative in so many ways i <laughs> my creative my creativity level drops you know 500 notches when i'm around her which i don't <laughs> have a lot of <laughs> I'm not, not true people right. not true well I'm creative in different ways you're creative in like super cool ways <laughs> that I'm not creative but um one of her absolute passions is writing and I think that helps with her being this incredible presenter because she's always thinking about ideas she's always thinking about thoughts Kyla's most cherished degree is her MFA, her Master of Fine Arts from Mills College in Creative Writing and Poetry. And she has writings that have appeared in Brush Magazine, Mabel Magazine, uh, Calyx, A Journal of Literature by Women, Cave Canaan, uh, Anthology 13. She's appeared in 1111, Jacket 2, the Bella Vista Art Gallery, and in the Campanile. She's a soul collage facilitator. She's a Cave Canaan Fellow of Voices of Our Nations alum. And she's also a member of, I'll forgive you, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. It's all good. It's all good. I still love you. Kyla obsessively studies astrology, (laughs) sacred geometry, mandalas, and other ancient intuitive systems as a way to know herself more fully and compassionately. And through online courses and in-person retreats and workshops, she teaches women all over the world. I mean, my, her email list is like, yes, I have a client in Belgium. And so she's, she's a rock star. She teaches women all over the world how to find what makes them happy and pursue it without regrets. So in that vein, we want you to leave this conversation with no regrets. What's one last thing you would tell listeners to make sure they should do, think, believe in order to own the microphone. Mm-hmm. This is going to be so cheesy and so cliche, y'all, but I have to say this. Um, if there's one thing that I hope your listeners believe, it is in themselves. You have to believe in yourself, first and foremost. You have to believe that what you have to share with the world is important, is powerful, is necessary. 
You have to believe that you are the only person who can do it, right? There are many, many, many people who talk about creative empowerment and creative awakening and spiritual awakening. There is only one Kyla Givehan, only one that will do it the way I do it. There are many people teaching people how to present and, and do uh, presentations and, and be a, a public speaker and a professional speaker, but only one person on this planet is going to do it the way Bridget McGowan does it. So we have to believe that when we make this choice or we get called on to be speakers, because for some people it's a calling and for others it's a choice, we've chosen to do it, right? Um, either way, we have to just trust that there's a reason why it's us. There's a reason why, how, there, there, that our lived experience makes it unique enough that we have a voice, that our story, our information, our content, can only come from us and through us. And so that belief in ourselves, I think, is what makes you, the, the, gives you the potential to be the best speaker out there. There you have it, my friends. Kyla Givehan, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. Hey, thank you, Bridget. This has been amazing. I wanna just talk to you every day like this. We don't have to record it, we can just talk. <laughs> We'll text. How about that? We'll text. Yes, yes let's text. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for tuning into this episode. As always, make sure you own the microphone. I'll catch you next time. <laughs>